Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to another episode of AI for Creatives. I am your host, Nova Lorraine, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. <laughs> I love when you say that. <laughs> well, I am so excited to join you for another episode of AI for Creatives. This is our brand new podcast, and for those that have been following us, we also have a podcast called Crypto for Creatives, where we talk about all things Web3. And it's a very educational and informative show where we bring on founders and creators that are sharing their stories and their resources as it relates to Web3, blockchain, the metaverse. And this show is about art, innovation, and humanity, how we are colliding with AI and how we can use these new tools to help us be more efficient, but then also to preserve our place as creatives in this new digital economy. So, Camila, (laughs) what are you up to? You know, we start our show and catching up with each other. What are you up to? What would you like to share? I'm just so pumped and excited about this show. (laughs) So, I, you know, I have just, I'm, I'm obsessed with, um, and I think we're, we're, this is probably why we get along, Nova. It's because we just go down rabbit holes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super, I'm obsessed with like um, AI, all these different tools that are out there. How can I, in my own business, be automate things, make things more efficient, help other people automate things and and just use these tools to help to accomplish your vision and your mission and your purpose in life. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, this, this transformation and this shift that's happening in our society right now. Yeah, it's definitely a huge paradigm shift. And I think another reason why we get along is because we're both moms and we're running businesses and we are looking for ways to be more efficient so we could spend more time you know with the ones that we love and we can spend more time decompressing and so if we can find solutions to that we're going to gravitate towards it and then not even to mention our both of us being in the fashion space and having a real desire to impact more sustainable solutions in fashion so yes i agree i'm really excited about this show and there's been it's you know since the last time we've spoken I've done a couple of workshops and speaking events and AI is a hot topic. You know, individuals are curious, especially creative entrepreneurs, especially business owners that are looking to 
not necessarily be replaced by these tools. And so, yeah, I'm excited to dive into what these tools are doing for us, all the varieties that that exist right now. And then also just to talk about, do we feel threatened by these tools? And if so, how do we get through that? And, and how do we maintain control as it relates to having technologies help us and make us more efficient as opposed to being made irrelevant by technology? Yes, that is the big question. Um, yes, that's a huge question, right? Uh, will AI replace creatives? And I think that that's the, probably the top of everyone's mind, especially when you see these different tools. I know there was a tool that everyone was using that then they found out that it was an AI tool, the one that you create your own avatar type of thing. And everyone's like, oh, it's learning from our, from our um, data that we're putting in it. Um, and so it's like, oh, well, you know, that that's when the questions started to come up, like how, like, how is this working? Will it replace creatives? And really before we kind of take a deep dive into that question, I know Nova, you create uh, with AI tools, uh, specifically Mid Journey. And so I know that you have kind of gone through that process and taken a deep dive there. I think it would benefit everyone if we kind of discuss like, what is that process? Because I think in a lot of people's minds, it's kind of like, oh, you put something in and then this magical thing turns out a couple of seconds later, um, which I know that's not, not necessarily the case. So can we talk about that a little bit is how much work are you actually putting in it? What are the type of inputs that you do? Like, how is the artist and creative a part of this process with AI? So for me, I it depends on what I'm creating. And I usually start with the story in mind. And I have an image in my head that I want to create. And so that drives the process. And sometimes I am pulling images in original images that I that I have on my phone, photos that I've personally taken, or they could be images that I've created. And I bring that into the tool that I'm using in MidJourney. And I have been friends <laughs> for about eight or nine months now. Um, and so, and, and then sometimes I just start with text and go from there. And I'm playing around with a variety of combinations of text and phrases to see if it's giving the algorithm enough information for me to get the final product that I'm looking for. And through this time period, over these uh, nine months that I've been using MidJourney, I've learned, and it's learned, so it's learned from me and the styles that I like, but I've also learned how to quickly modify an image from one style to another. So I found the process to be sometimes painstakingly long where it could take maybe two hours or three hours to get the final output that I want, or it can be in as little as 30 minutes because even when you get one image, you know that there's more you can do with it. And me as an artist, of course, I have to keep playing with it and I will upscale, I will create variations, I will blend variations, I'll add an old image, I say old, let's say something from the archives, 
that I've created maybe months ago and, and blend it with a new image. And then that creates a whole new stream of inspiration. And then it goes on and on and on. So it may take as little as 30 minutes. It may take hours. And sometimes I will not get what I want. I'll put down my device and I'll come back to it the day after the day after because I'll have a fresh set of ideas and how I can recraft or sometimes I might start from scratch. And so it's it's misleading in a sense where you if you think that just because you have the the app or the tool on a device and you start playing with it, you're going to immediately have the most magnificent images you've ever seen in your life. And that has not been the case. There's always room for improvement. And I love the process of mixing and blending and bringing that human touch into the process to make it something unique and very hard to duplicate. Yeah. And so I loved how you explained that because that's very clear because even, even no matter what medium you're using, whether you're a painter or you're using um, clay or whatever it is, it's, it's that thing that is coming from your mind, whatever image that you have in your mind or the thought that you have in your mind or the emotion that you have in your mind, and then you're using whatever medium to create right? And so you really illustrated that with your response because it does take a human to come up with that, right? Um, so that's, that's, that's really good. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And I know that you've been hooked on chat GPT. So I would love to hear what is your process as we're talking about these tools and exploring, you know, the, the concept of will we be replaced by these tools, you know, is it a double-edged sword? So walk me through the process that you use as it relates to ChatGPT. Sure. So um, if you haven't heard of ChatGPT yet, which some people actually have, and I was on a call yesterday and I was like, hey, it was a marketing, you know, kind of forum call. And I was like, hey, has anyone heard of this? And they're like, no, what is it? But <laughs> but it's called ChatGPT. Um, you can access it at chat.openai.com. And um, sure, we'll put that in the show notes. But basically, it is a tool that it's an AI tool. And basically, you put in an input or you ask a question, kind of like you would Google, and it can come out with an answer that is in like everyday language, right? So there's so many different ways that you can use it. And I'm sure that we'll take a deeper dive into some of these content tools. But for me personally, like I write copy every day with the clients that I work on, whether it's a website copy or just my own copy or a blog copy or what whatever that is, right? Um, so I've used it in a number of ways. I think when I first discovered it, I used it for ChatGPT to come up with fun bedtime stories for my kids <laughs> where I would um, where I would put in my kids' names and say, hey, tell this story with a giraffe in it or something like that. And it would come back and I still had to put more inputs in it to say, oh, we'll make the story a little bit more dramatic because it was kind of a boring story at first, you know? Um, so I've done that. But then also like, for example, you know, we're in the podcasting space and if I have a guest coming on, you know, 
it's great to have guests and because they maybe know a lot more than you do in a certain topic. Well, it's great to, I always do research right before an episode, whether I know about the topic or not. And so if I can go in into, instead of doing hours and hours and hours and hours of research on Google and figuring out like which article should I actually pay attention to and not, because you know, if you have a source, mm-hmm. you have to check it with multiple other sources. Um, so when you put in a topic into ChatGPT, it's going to tell you, oh, okay, well, here's some information about the topic. Go back, do research, mm-hmm. but it's just very concise. Um, and then it also, if you want to talk about a certain topic, it also is going to tell you, uh, maybe it tells you something that you haven't thought of. It's like, mm-hmm. almost like having a conversation with you, Nova, right? It's like you're having a conversation and really ChatGPT, it pulls from books, articles, other web pages, text, you know, it's kind of just aggregating all of this information to give you a response that makes sense. Um, so that's that's it. I think even, even with your experience, Nova, and my experience, like you have to understand also the right prompts to put into the AI or you're not really going to get the results that you that you want. I agree. I agree. And I love the, the example you gave as it relates to bedtime stories, because I would not have thought about <laughs> using ChatGPT for that. And I, I love reading stories. And uh, that was something I did often. And I'd make them up too. I use ChatGPT mainly for research. And to your point, to save time on research. But that also takes me down a rabbit hole because I will find a fact and then I will go to, I, I also ask for resources. And so I will go to the resource and read the article. And then that gives me another list of resources. And then I'm, I'm in this rabbit hole. So, it, you know, again, I think there's this misconception that you're going to be in and out often within seconds or minutes with these tools. But if you're putting in the proper work, I feel, and understanding that these tools are still in their infancy and you want to put that extra care and looking at the content that you're getting, doing more research beyond that. I see these tools, this information or these images that it's that they're generating as the beginning point often, not the end point. And it gets you going, either sparks something new or it creates a new path that you can journey down and I think that's what makes it so fun for me. And that just might be the artist in me speaking. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So like based on your experience, because I mean, this is what we're talking about, right? And I know you've had tons of conversations with people and I do too. And it's, I mean, I work with artists, like artists that like paint and, and do stuff, you know, with their hands and not just digital artists, but, you know, my background is like graphic design and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm with the digital thing, but you know, in your experience, just with using it and um, using these tools and you see all the tools out there and working with artists and being an artist yourself and a designer yourself, what do you think? Do you think it will replace creatives or no? You know, I think that's a really good question. And it's something that I've thought about often. And one of the reasons why we decided to do this podcast is to make sure that it doesn't. Now, will there be certain tasks that are replaced or done in a more efficient way through the tools. 
Absolutely. But let's look at what some of these tools can do. You know, we have text to image. We have that mid-journey tool that we were just talking about. We have text to video, which I played with one of those, uh, actually a couple of those tools. That's pretty fun. Then there's text to audio. Played with that too. <laughs> I like playing with it. I like playing with these. Text to motion, image to text, audio to text, audio to audio, brain to text, text to code, text to 3D, and then text to NFT. So these are the functionalities that are being provided to us through generative AI. I know we've been saying AI in the general sense, but we're specifically speaking about tools today that are in the bucket of generative AI. And I'm just going to take a step back to, you know, share what that is. Uh, and according to Google, generative AI refers to an unsupervised and semi-supervised machine learning algorithm that enables computers to use existing content like text, audio, video, and image files, and even code to create new possible content. So that's generative AI, and those are the functionalities that I shared. And there are a ton of companies, startups, that are launching a variety of versions of those various functionalities that I just mentioned. So let's take it back to the question you asked me. And, and I'm just going to pause for a moment to let our listeners know that we will be doing deep dives in these tools, a variety of tools. So you want to go to Pink Kangaroo, and that's kangaroo with a U, dot com, and keep a lookout for content that will be shared there after our shows, including our show notes, so you can reference the tools and try them out for yourselves. But we will be doing deep dives in these tools in, in future episodes. And today we're, we're really just giving a glimpse of a couple of the tools that we've been using and what we've seen they, that they're capable of doing, but then also to reflect on this really important question of us being replaced. And I say us in terms of the creative community, the artistic community, creators and creatives. So for me, I'm going to say a hard no <laughs> on that question. And I think it's important that we just start with the intention that it will not. And we understand the tools so we can continue to hold the reins and look at the advantages and disadvantages and have our voices heard on what we want from these you know, great technologies and what we want to put to the side and how we see ourselves protecting our art, protecting what makes us human. So I'm going to say no, and then I'm going to give some reasons on why, but I'd like to hear your point of view. Well, definitely. I mean, of course not. No one, no one, nothing can replace a human, but, um, you know, the way that the tools are now, and I'm glad you mentioned like all the startups in the space, which makes it exciting, right? Is that when you use these tools, like I've gone and I've used a tool and I'm like, this output is horrible. Um, but, you know, it's new technology. It's new tech. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not new technology. <laughs> We've been using it for a really long time, but it's newer as far as like having it more, um, you know, facing everyday people to use, right? And so, you know, these outputs are not perfect, even if it's, you know, some 
text output or it's an image output. For example, I use Canva's uh, new AI tool for image output. And I think it's great because, um, yes, as a web designer, as a graphic designer, it, I, you don't under, you don't, you have, have no idea. I spend hours and hours and hours to find the perfect photo. So if I can put into AI and say, I want a man standing on top of a car in a jungle, then and that picture comes up, I mean, that's amazing, right? Versus me having to search and search and search for that. Um, so it's going to save people time. It's going to save creatives time. But I don't, especially the way that the tools are now, um, I'm excited that there's so much um, competition and so many different tools out there and it's being perfected every day. Um, definitely not going to replace. I do think that there's a lot of people that maybe. Um, approach me as say, hey, I want a website created and I also need a logo and I need this and I need that. And I'm like, well, here's the price tag for it. <laughs> and they're like, I have no money. <laughs> so I think it's going to enable people that are starting to be into the creator economy or starting their own business mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily have the resources to hire people to edit audio or to edit video. It's going to help them to just jump in the game and fill in the gaps, like maybe writing copy and things like that. But I do think that also you have to realize that, you know, being in marketing so long, I know that when you're talking about branding, you are connecting to your customer in a certain way. You're speaking in a certain brand voice. So you would maybe use this tool, but you have to go back and say, okay, I got to tweak this copy some. This image is not exactly in the brand. So I would have to tweak that too. So you're always going to need this expert person. So if you have the resources like these larger companies that have the big dollars, they can hire these different designers that are very experienced um, because they want something customized to their customer, right? And so I think you're always going to need that human bit, that human bit that's always, that's going to put in their culture, right? <laughs> that's going to put in those intangible things that are emotions, right? How do you how do you take your background and your emotions and put that into an image? Like an AI doesn't have that. It doesn't know how to do that. Um, so, I mean, that's my, that's my thoughts. You know, we're, we're evolving, but I don't think that it's going to replace. I think it's just going to make things easier for people that uh, need it. Yeah, I agree. I do think it's going to save a lot of people a ton of money. We're seeing that in industries like the gaming industry, where I believe 25%, if I'm not mistaken, of the gaming budget can be saved now with AI. So that's a big number. So we're going to see use cases that's going to reinforce these tools staying around. But if we're looking at entrepreneurs, and I remember starting out and needing letterheads and business card designs and a website and logo and and even when you're creating a new product, you still need those same initial marketing collaterals to tell the story visually. And if you have access to these tools, or even if you know someone that is savvy um, with the tools, then you can go to market more quickly. So I don't think every single person is going to be manually using the tools and not everyone is going to have the, the patience or the aptitude. But I feel that for graphic designers or creative directors or any designer or 
an individual with an artistic point of view, they can amplify what they do with these tools. And then as it relates to your non-artistic individuals where you have, you know, functionalities like text to code and text to text, text to audio, and you're going to be able to create things that in a more, in a more efficient way. And so you're going to be able to expand and scale what your output is with these tools. And I feel that you're going to have new roles created where you're going to need the engineers and the creative directors or the artisans that are familiar with this technology, but then also have that point of view to be able to direct and guide the algorithm. So you get the most unique output. Like I've heard from some people oh, everything created with this one tool looks the same, or I can tell when it's AI created and and I'm tired of seeing those images. And so now it's the challenge for that creative to manipulate, to direct, to add their own special process or you know create their own recipe and add that secret sauce. So their imagery looks completely unique from anyone else using a tool. So it's not perfect. And, you know, same with your chat GPTs of the world. That's not perfect. You want to bring in your point of view. It's, if it's your experience, if it's your cultural background, if it's the emotions that are driving, you know, what you want to have your customers experience. These are things that the AI can't do intuitively. I mean, it's not intuitive. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that you said direct and guide because yes, please direct and guide the AI and do not think um, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, like don't take the AI for 100%, especially when we're talking about images because it's pulling from all of this data, but there's so many stereotypical um, images (laughs) that are on the internet. And so um even, I mean, when I'm putting in inputs, it's like, whoa, this is, wait a minute. Why does this, why does this person have this particular feature and it's wearing this particular outfit? So it's, it definitely needs that human touch. Absolutely. And then also we have to remember there's collaboration, co-creation, and these are things that bring about ideas and innovations that don't even exist. And could potentially not be conjured up through AI. So again, I think it's going to push us as creatives and expand our imaginations and what we can do and the mediums that we can put together to give something new and unique and different with this new say it's, you know, way of being efficient in our workflow. And then you have, uh, speaking of workflow, you have processes that may slow down your creative time that you can implement these tools for just your day-to-day workflow as it relates to not your creative output, but the administrative and operation side of your business. So I think it's, it's sort of like taking a step back, looking at it from a more holistic perspective. Technology is here. It's been around. It only continues to advance and move forward. What I think we need to do is continue to have conversations like this where we're discussing the human side of what we're doing and how do we protect ourselves, our humanity, 
how do we continue to use art as a way that as a form of transformation and knowing what we know about the tools, how do we harness them where the intention is in a more positive and forward facing direction as opposed to a negative outcome? Yes. And I would just love to ask our audience, you know, what do you think about AI and creatives? What are the things that you're wondering about? What are some of the tools or, or tasks that, that you are hoping to use AI for, or that you don't want to use AI at all? Um, you know, just what do you think about the topic? What are some of the things that we should discuss on this show? So I would love to hear back from our audience. Uh, I know, you know, follow us both because we'll we'll do a bunch of social posts on it um, where you can actually interact and you can comment and we can hear your feedback about this important topic and how to make sure that we keep the humanity in AI. Absolutely. And I'm just going to share some tools. And again, we're going to do deep dives on AI tools, and we're going to have reference points on our blog page on pinkkangaroo.com. And that's pinkkangaroo, and that's kangaroo with a U.com. So definitely go to the website, check it out, subscribe here so you don't miss an update. And just to get you started, for those that are interested in audio and video, there is voice pen AI, there's crisp, and that's with a K. So voice pen converts audio content into blog posts. So for the bloggers out there, and there's crisp with a K. And this tool helps you remove background voices, noises, and echoes from calls. And then for podcasters, there's a tool called clean voice. And that allows you to automatically edit your podcast episodes. And those just are few. And I have a, a, a big list, guys. So you don't want to miss our future episodes when we go into more detail with these tools. And under the design category, we have a tool called Illustroke. And that's with a K. And that allows you to create vector images from text. You have another tool called Looka. And that's also with a K, L-O-O-K-A. I love how these... these um, New brand names in Web3 are misspelled <laughs> on purpose, and it's like a cool thing. Yeah, anyway, I'm sure they used AI to come up with their names for the <laughs> for the tools. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so there's Looka with a K, and that's a tool that allows you to design for your brand. Again, I'm just giving you just if just a couple to get you started, and then for those content creators that are doing copy editing as well you have something called a copy, a super simple, spelled just like it sounds, and it helps you generate copy for increasing conversions. There is also something called unbounced smart copy, and that's for writing high-performance cold emails at scale. I'm telling you guys, this is, this is wild, like how much, <laughs> how much um, our workflow is going to change with these tools. And for image cleanup, you have a tool called Ink for All, and that allows you to generate, optimize the content. So you're generating it, and then you are optimizing it through this efficient cleanup process. And that's it for now. I don't want to overwhelm you. Like I said, we're going to continue to share new tools as they're coming out. There's so many. Like every day I get a flood of news feeds around the new startups or the new use cases for a variety of generative AI tools. So stay tuned. Um, you heard from us today a little bit about just two that are 
very mainstream, ChatGPT and MidJourney. So those are great ones to start with if you want to start playing around. And as Camilla said, please share with us what you want to hear. What are your concerns? What do you want to cover? We'll also be bringing guests on to talk about legal issues around copywriting and IP. And we'll also be hearing from creators that are launching and scaling businesses through AI. So stay tuned. A lot is coming up, a lot of great content. Can't wait to continue to share with you. And I think that's a good time for us to wrap it up. Camilla, what do you think? Sounds perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Nova Lorraine. And again, my beautiful co-host, Camilla Sanders. This is AI for Creatives. And we are exclusively on the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. And that's Kangaroo with the U. And please subscribe, share with a friend. This is a new journey that we're all on. We'd love for you to come along with the ride, on the ride with us as we explore, discover, and learn as creatives and for creatives in terms of sharing this information. Any last words, Camila? No, I would just say make sure you follow along. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you visit the website. Make sure you uh, stay up to date because we're all in this together. So. Yeah, let's join join together and do it. Okay, that's it for now. And until next time, ciao. Bye.